Welcome to Dead Academy Podcast. I'm Fallon. And I'm Michelle. And we have got a fucking story for you today. Let me tell you. It's, it's so bad. Tell me. Huh? <laughs> so, so let me tell you, then just pause. Let me just tell you. It's, oh my God. It's from Ohio, Northern Ohio. And this is one of my, as far as favorite. Are you just like diving right into no, it? No, no. I'm just, I'm just giving you a little heads up. It's... He's my, uh, I don't want to say he's my favorite, but his story is one of my favorite just because it's so, it's so awful. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I know some of it. You told me who you're doing and I've heard actually some of this on articles and, but I don't know the full details. It, yeah. Oh, I mean, you're about to, I have a very short one. Yeah. You want to go Today? first? Yeah, I can. I, but, um. Yeah, sorry for the delay, by the way. Yeah. Um, it was just a very, uh, very hectic weekend. Very, yeah. We couldn't record Friday like we usually do. And then Saturday we couldn't record because I was, I had been awake for like 30-something hours. I feel like I was super busy, but now I'm looking back on it. I don't really recall what I've done over the weekend, but. We went out Friday, and then Saturday I stayed at home and didn't do anything. I just tried to sleep, and then we couldn't do it yesterday. Because everyone was busy with yard work and stuff. Yeah. So here we are on Monday. Leaves. So you hear it today. We recorded it today. Yeah. So apologize for the delay. It's usually up by now. Yeah, sorry. We're just like 12 hours behind. Yeah. My apologies. It's fine. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, well, before you do your story, we have to say a very special what's up to our listener, Tara Helchin, I think is her last name. Tara Helchin. She wrote us today, and I checked her Facebook out, and she does some fucking... You stalked her? I did. I know everything about her now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do know that she has amazing special effects. Uh, I don't know. Um, what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? She's super makeup? talented. Like Yeah, like makeup. She's just super talented. So, Tara, we love you. Thank you for listening. Hi. And your thanks. face looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw the profile picture. It's pretty... Bloody. It's pretty bloody. Yeah, love it. I love it. <laughs> well, but, good. Yeah. yeah. Glad glad to hear from a fan. Yeah. Hello. It's always nice. Don't park next to vans. No. Ever. Ever. Well, so, I guess let's jump into it. Let's you hear, just jump into it? Who, let's hear what you're doing. I will tell you my train. Of, this is what I always do before I find any story. Mm-hmm. As I always look at, well, what happened today? Like, on this day. Not today, right now. But... Yeah. What's happened in history on <laughs> on this day? Are you going to school us in some history right now? Well, it happened in the past, so. Most history does happen in the past. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus. I, <laughs> I always check that out first. Well, for today, I came across a, a little, it's a short one, but it's a little interesting story. All right. Fuck, I think it's fucked up. For how short this is, it's pretty fucked up prove it i mean it's short so prove it's it. like i'm i'm just packing some shit in prove it so today uh-huh. i'm i'm going to tell a little short story about a man named brian i'm not gonna say a man named jed or a mountain man barely kept his family but i don't know that stupid song what yeah anyway 
Brian. Steckle? Yeah, Steckle? Brian, Brian Steckle. Tell me about Brian Steckle. I mean, because clearly you've never heard of him. I've never heard of this guy. Me neither. But he... Well... Today's pretty significant for Brian Steckle. Let me hear about him. What yeah. happened today in history of the past with Brian Steckle? Steckle. Steckle. <laughs> We're going to... This is back in... Well, it has 2005. So November 4th, 2005. 14 years ago. But the actual crime happened in 1994. That's kind of similar to my story today. 2005. 1994? Uh, no, 90 or 89. Oh. He was convicted in 90. Well, this is... The reason this, uh, this story is so short is because they kind of caught the guy pretty quick. And if they didn't... He would have, he would have wreaked havoc for sure. Really? Oh yeah. Ooh, tell me about him. So, there's one crime he's committed, and it was on September second, nineteen ninety four. Hold on, is it like? Are you gonna bum me way the fuck out? Because my story is pretty bummy. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think all murders bummy, well, but some of them are more bummier than others. Like the one you told a few weeks ago, man. Like it's it's rough. This one isn't as rough. Okay, go for it. So, September 2nd, 1994. Okay. I was in fourth grade. Uh, I was Ace 11. Of, Ace of Base was popular. 11, so I don't know what grade you're in at the age of 11. Sixth uh, grade? If I was in fourth, fifth? you'd have been in fifth. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, September 2nd, 1994. Okay. Brian Steckel knocked on a door, and forgive me because I... Okay, there's her name. Sandra Lee Long. Sandra Lee Long. Yeah, so like Sandra Long. Okay. He knocked on Sandra's door. This also took place in Delaware. Okay. So, knocked on her door. So, we're, we're talking 1994, like... Did he know her? No. No, just a random stranger? Uh, yeah. Or it's someone he was interested in. Okay. Like, he doesn't know her personally. That's creepy. But 1994, you know, not a lot of cell phones running around. I think my mom had a car phone. It was like, like $5 I I'm trying to minute. remember back up. Clearly, I was 11, so I didn't have a cell phone. But did adults have cell phones in 94? They didn't have cell phones, but they had, like, the big, giant car like phones. Like Zach, Mo- Zach Morris' cell phone? Those were popular. <laughs> yeah. like. But the- you had to have a lot of money. Oh, like yeah, nobody in Ohio had cell phones. like well, Or Delaware, apparently. Or Delaware. Because yeah. that was his ruse, was he didn't have a cell phone, so his, he knocked on her door and asked to use her phone. Like that. Because that's what you did back in the day, was you either go to someone's house and ask to use their phone, or you have some change and use a payphone. There are no more payphones. I've seen a couple. I went to UDF the other day in Lebanon for trick-or-treat, and they, like... And I grew up in that area, so, like, going to that UDF, there was always this payphone outside that we would, like, <laughs> me and my friend Cassie would call people, collect, and prank them <laughs> all the time. Like, that's what we did, would do, because we were just bored. It's kind of fucked up. It, a lot of people accepted. Well, but, um, I mean, could be important. Yeah, that payphone's gone. And I was like, man, no, like, no one has payphones anymore. It's like trying to find a dinosaur now. Anyways, back to the story. Right. Um... He knocked on door. He asked to use her phone. Well, she let him in. And 
we all know now in 2019, you don't fucking do that. No. Matter of fact, I was sitting at home this morning and I was watching, um, oh shit. Oh, I was watching 911. Like it's his new show. The the people that wrote it wrote American Horror Story, so it's not like as cheesy as what you think it is. Okay. Um. So I'm watching that, and someone knocked on my door. I'm thinking, who the fuck is knocking on my door? Like no one knocks on my door. For one, I'm never going to answer it. Yeah. And then I look out the like I run to my office, and I'm like peeking through the window. It's the mayor. The mayor. <laughs> I, I didn't even open the door for the mayor. <laughs> mayor want with you because we get to vote tomorrow oh bless his so heart. he's he's out walking the streets like getting those votes he's putting his work in are you gonna vote for him absolutely i vote for him every time i can good he's he's great i played sports with his daughter like okay he's a good guy well bless his but heart. yeah i didn't even open the, <laughs> i didn't even open the door for the goddamn mayor and i know him <laughs> Point the being, fucking mayor. Yeah, don't answer your door. <laughs> you never know who could be there, looking for a victim, looking or a for a vote. vote. <laughs> like, you never know. The fucking mayor. I won't. I had to put that. I had to no, plug that in there. It. I love it. I love it. I don't even know who the mayor of wherever I live is. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what city I live in, but. Yeah, the mayor. The mayor. But back in 1994, you let people oh, yeah, in your well, house. Yeah, we're, we're doing <laughs> so, a podcast. Yeah, people okay. just open up their doors. So she let him in. Ugh. And as soon as he got in, he went to the phone and disconnected it. Wow. And he started to, at that point, he was demanding sex from her. Me which you, sex, now. Uh, yeah. Which, obviously, she refused. And that pissed him off, and he started to attack her, and he threw her on the couch, and he attempted to strangle her with some pantyhose. Oh, my God. And the pantyhose broke, so he... They broke? Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, he was he was going hard. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's not that hard to rip pantyhose. I don't know. I mean... If you're strangling someone with pantyhose, they become, I would assume, stronger and like. Well, she put up a fight as well. Together. Like she had just lay there and. I mean, I've let cut, him do this. I've cut some pantyhose, but it's been like. I I mean, I don't think they're that easy to. I don't know. I don't dress up enough, either way. So. Yeah, I don't. Fucking pantyhose. The pantyhose broke, so then he pulled out a sock and he continued to strangle her with a sock. And he. I'm assuming it was a tube sock and not one of those little ankle socks. Like, well, what's yeah. with this guy? He, I'm assuming this is stuff that he brought with him. Like, he had this plan that okay. he was going to do something bad. Okay. So, the sock worked because she was, at this point, she's unconscious. Oh. And he brought with him a screwdriver. And okay. he, he sodomized her with no! the screwdriver. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then he drove her. Is it a Phillips head or a flathead? Does like it, it even matter? I think it would feel less painful if it was a Phillips head. I don't even know if it was. I don't know. I don't, I don't have that detail. God damn. But okay. he definitely brought the screwdriver with him and he, yeah, he sodomized her with it. Ugh. At that point, he drug her to her bedroom 
and he set the curtains on fire. All right. So he didn't like the color, or he he burned that motherfucker down. Okay. So Sandra survived all of that, except she did die, and she ended up what the cause of death for her was <clears throat> smoke inhalation. Oh man! That and sucks. she had burns to over sixty percent of her body. All right. So, at that point, Steckel went to the house of a, a former co-worker, and mm-hmm. he just started to get drunk. And he asked the co-worker's wife to drive him to a liquor store so he can get some more shit. And on the way to the liquor store, they end up passing Sandra's apartment. Okay. And you could see, like, now the whole the apartment's on fire. Like, yeah. and he can see this. And the co-worker's wife, he just started becoming really agitated and stuff and angry. And so she just cracked a joke and she's like, what's your deal? You look like you've killed someone. Ooh. Well, yeah, because he just fucking did. So after within hours of this fire, some guy calls the media and he this is like, what the fuck? He gave himself his own name and he calls himself the Driftwood Killer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he named his next victim. Oh, my God. To the medium. Or medium. Media. Yeah. And, well, obviously, since you, you named your next victim, they're going to the, go find the her. The police contacted her and put her in, like, protect, protective custody. Shit, I can't talk. I know. I'm protective <clears throat> custody. <laughs> and once they once they got to her, they started questioning her, and she she told them that for... Here recently, she's been receiving a bunch of calls that are very gross and very sexual in nature. So he was caught, like, he, it was right, like, he picked her next. Oh, my God. And he was making phone calls to her. Yeah. Leading up to, if he, he pretty much told him, like, if you don't catch me now, I'm going gonna I'm gonna to go get Jane Doe. Right. And I'm, I'm going to kill her. Oh. So. Just out of curiosity, how old was this Brian guy? Or do we know? He was, okay, if you can do some math, he was born in 1968. Okay, so he's 16 um, years older than me. 1968, and his crime was in 1994. 68. 68. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his 30s. Hashtag, okay, so he's old enough to fucking know better. Mm-hmm. Yes. This isn't like a teenager. Because Sandra Long was young, or she was 29. Oh. So he was, they were around the they same age. They probably knew each other. I mean, he probably stalked her. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so where was I at? He, they picked up his next victim. Put her in custody. Okay. Yeah, so the police (laughs) traced the phone calls to the newspaper, and um, they traced some phone calls to the the next victim. Right. And they came back to Steckel. So he was arrested, like, immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. And... (sighs) They gave him, when they arrested him, he was drunk, so they let him sleep it off for the night. Okay. And the very next morning, he confessed to murdering Sandra Long. The next morning, okay. Yeah. And once they did, like, a an autopsy on Sandra, they found a bite mark. Or no, they, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. They, once he confessed and he was, like, processed, they, Mm -hmm. like, checked his whole body, he had, 
Stink, stinkle. Is that his name? Steckle. Steckle. God. He had a bite mark on his finger and they compared it and it was made by Sandra Long where she put up a fight. Good. So they, they had that evidence to tie him to her. Right. So he's he's arrested. So mm-hmm. he just got he just did the one murder. But when he is in jail, he he's a fucking he's a monster. He found Sandra Long's mother. Okay. And sent her a copy of Sandra Long's autopsy report. I don't know how he got any of this shit because he's arrested. Maybe he paid somebody. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, he sent this to her with the note. Now, this is to the victim's mom. Okay. Of her daughter's autopsy report. And he attached a little note to it and it said, read it and weep. She's gone forever. Don't cry ever burnt flesh. Oh, my God. So he's like rubbing it into the mother. And I feel like someone had to help him get this to her. Absolutely. Because even if you did it from jail, like, don't they check your mail that you they send do out? They check your mail, yeah. So, there's no way. They so, check what you get, and they check what you send out. Some fucker had to help him. Which oh, is... yeah. It, some, it just fucked someone up. Someone in there paid somebody or owed somebody a favor or sucked a mean dick or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, he's pretty unrepentant for his crime. Right. And he stayed like that. Well, he obviously... He, for the heinousness of the crime, like, he got sentenced to death. Good. Bye. He pretty much didn't give a shit about any of this until it came down to the day his execution. And he's now he's sorry for things that he's done and he's sorry for um sending that for how mean he was to the victim's mom and Mm -hmm. just a lot of sorries because you're fucking dying. Uh, yeah, like, actually, the day of his execution, his statement, quote, was, I want to say, I'm sorry for the cruel things I did. I'm not the same man I was when I came to jail. I've changed. I'm a better man now. I've walked, I walked in here without a fight and accept my punishment. It's time to go. I love you people. I'm at peace. End quote. I don't give a fuck where you're at. (laughs) I know. Like, that's, I, I just... Do they electrocute him, or do they puss out and give him the lethal injection? It, Delaware is lethal injection. <sighs> Pussy but sweet. here's the thing. So the reason I picked this was his crime wasn't on today, November 4th. His execution was November 4th. Oh, happy execution date. So shit. 14 years ago today, Yeah, he died. Good. So uh, it let's is... Let's celebrate. Cheers to his death. Well, let me give you a little another <laughs> tidbit. So, like I said, lethal injection. Right. Well, it took a really long time to die. Well, this is this is good. Well, this is a good they, thing. Like numb you first. No, it didn't work. Like, Ooh, it didn't work. Like that's what took so long was, and this is people started, <clears throat> excuse me, looking into this because uh-huh. it was taking a long time. And there were sev- several failures in the injecting of the drugs. Well, yeah, there's like a, a process. Like one drug. There's like three. Ki- yeah. yeah, one drug kind of puts you under a twilight to where you don't know what is happening. Drug number two shuts down all your organs. And drug number three is an overdose mm-hmm. of 
anesthesia. So they basically put you down like you would a dog. Like they euthanize you. Mm -hmm. But you don't feel it. Witnesses said they heard several like audible clicks from the lethal injection machine. Mm -hmm. And you, you could hear this. This took 12 minutes after he finished his last Mm -hmm. statement. So I guess that it's not supposed to take that long. Mm -hmm. During this whole entire time, Stickle was still lucid and he was able to make several comments to his family members and friends who were there to witness the execution, Mm -hmm. which shouldn't happen. Like he shouldn't be able to talk. Yeah. So he's speaking. He's a fully aware of everything that's happening. (laughs) And, uh, it said that it appeared that the sedative and the paralytic drugs failed to take effect on Steckle. And he, so he got the convulsions and everything. Like he, yeah. It, he suffered? Yeah. Good. Did you hear well, about Well, about guy? as much as you can with it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But obviously the warden and everyone that's affiliated with that prison said that nothing went wrong with the lethal oh, injection. Everything went fine, but... You look Makes at you other people. If someone was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna not give you enough and hope you suffer." So I don't know how much he <clears> suffered, <throat> but things that happened to him during that are things that have not happened to other people during it. Yeah, like good. he shouldn't be speaking, and he was making <clears throat> comments about the about the shit going through him. Like that shouldn't have happened. And I'm glad it did though. That's my little short story. That was good, Brian Steckle. Did you? That made me think of, um, there was a guy in Florida. I'll have to look up his name and do his story some other time. It's actually kind of crazy. This guy killed somebody, maybe multiple people. And he killed him in Florida. So, of course, of course Florida's you're like, you're, you're dead. They go to execute him with lethal injection. And the governor or whatever, Governor Bush, sent it through. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're not going to keep him. Um, so, they pump him full of this shit. And it doesn't work. So they take him out, and they thought there was something wrong with the machine. They take him out, put him back in a cell. They give him another execution date. Come back, same shit didn't work. So they tried to kill him twice, and it didn't work, so they just let him go. Like, free? Free. He's a free-running man right now in Florida. I'll have to look his name up. Wow. Just Google, I don't know, Florida man executed twice, walks free. That's yeah, crazy. they they tried to kill him twice and it didn't work. And there's some law that says like if they try to kill you and it doesn't work, you've essentially given your life. They just didn't take it. Like God didn't want it or whatever. It's like an act of God. Wow. Or some shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not the case with this guy. He died. Yeah. He's dead. He's gone. Happy anniversary. So yeah, a little. That was kind of. I mean, it's fucked up for how short it is. Like, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he made comments that. He had plans. Like, oh, yeah. And even when he was in jail, I forgot to say this, he would write other murderers from other prisons because mm-hmm. he wanted he wanted so badly to be, like, the next Bundy. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, something like that. So they basically snatched him up and put an end to his shit. Oh, yeah, which I it's good Yeah, that he was that stupid that they could easily trace phone calls to him because they caught him, like, very quickly. Star six seven. He got you make phone calls. Well, he let the fame that there was no fame, but he let the fame get to him. Like you call the media and say, "I'm going to kill my next bit." <laughs> I killed. I'm the driftwood killer, and <laughs> my next victim kill- is Fallon. 
Good luck, motherfucker. <laughs> like, why? Well, I, I love that he gave himself a name when you haven't even... You haven't earned that name yet. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. Green River Killer, that guy, he earned that name. Well, you don't... It's kind of like, you don't Daisy, give yourself your own nickname. Yeah, like, People give it to ass. you. Right. <laughs> so, he's the Driftwood Killer. Like, and, pfft. look, he would have been. If they didn't catch him that oh, quickly, yeah, sure. he definitely would have yeah. killed another person. For sure. It would be interesting to find out what happened, like, in his childhood. Like, what made him want to be this driftwood killer. Wait till you see a picture of him. Is he hot? He's one ugly motherfucker. Is he really? Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, my dude's ugly as fuck, too, if it makes it any better. <laughs> Although I probably shouldn't say that, because I did, I did just write this guy that I'm doing um, my story on tonight. I wrote him a letter, and I mailed it out. Ooh, yeah, your guy's ugly as shit. Those glasses, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I pictured him to look like. There he yeah. is in court. Uh, you know who he looks like? Um, Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some fine looking kitties. Oh my yeah. god. But That's yeah, what he looks like. He's a... He wanted to be something. Well, now you're known as the quick story at the beginning of a, a low budget podcast. So congratulations, piece of shit. <laughs> you really made it. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we're done you're talking not- about you... We're going to talk about people that matter. This guy, this, my guy earned his fucking name. Okay? Are you saying my story didn't matter? No, no, no. Your story mattered. It was definitely awesome. I'm just saying he doesn't matter. The Driftwood Killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, come on now. Like, if, if the media or something were like, he's the Driftwood Killer, then maybe. I guess they like, Killer. Killer. But if he's like, hi, I'm the Driftwood Killer. I'm going to kill. No. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Take your toolbox and skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does murder kit consist? Yeah, I mean, pantyhose, pantyhose a sock, and a screwdriver. Tube sock. We've established these are not ankle socks. <laughs> okay, so my story tonight. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you fucking ready for this? Here, I'm going to bring the computer closer so I don't... Don't want to miss thing. Well, now it's going to be like... <clears throat> I'm going to be super loud. I'm going to talk quietly. I can't. I'm a loud, boisterous bitch. motherfucking mouth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. You do have a loud-ass mouth. All right. Are you ready? So. I have nothing to say. This? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, fun little fact before we start. At the Chillicothe, Ohio Correctional Institution, which is a prison in Chillicothe, Uh -uh. Ohio, Right now, well, they don't know that. It's You call it a correctional institution. That could be a psych ward. No. Mind your business. So, right now, there are 136 death row inmates alone in that prison. I mean, is that a lot? That's a, I think it's a lot. Do you have any basis for comparison? I do not. At oh, okay, well, then I didn't look at Don't you. throw all the statistics in. No, I'm just, it's not a statistic, it's <laughs> or, a fact. <laughs> this is a fact. It's a free foul and fun fact. So I think that's a lot. Like the 136 people that are awaiting death. Think just about like fucking kill them and get San Quentin. Oh, San Quentin's probably uh, that's different. Though. That's a big prison in a state that's important. We're Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So anyway, you guys, tonight I am doing the episode of the House of Eleven Corpses, the Cleveland Strangler, we all know as Anthony Sowell. And he is known for his last words to, uh, that he would say to his victims are, say your prayers. I'm going to feed you, and then I'm going to kill you. That's what he would tell people before he would, he would murder them. So in 1989 in Cleveland, 
uh, a woman was found actually cut up and fully dismembered and was found in a suitcase. They do not have that. That case has been unsolved. They don't know who she is. They don't know where she came from. They don't know who killed her. All they know is <clears throat> right around that time in the same area in Cleveland, a woman, a pregnant woman, uh, was raped by a guy named Anthony Sowell, who served. He actually went to prison and was found guilty of that and served 15 years straight for this rape of this pregnant woman. Mm -hmm. um, during that 15-year time, yes, some shit went down in Cleveland, but nothing had ever compared, aside from the torso killer, right. of what is about to happen. So when Anthony got released from prison, they released him with, quote, a low risk of sexual re-offending re again. He was, he, was, he was considered low risk. Also, rapists, like, they can just reform. Right. Right. Which okay. I'm super against, like... Fuck that. Law and Order SVU <clears throat> tells you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched all 21 seasons, know. I'm not bitch. 85 years old. Okay, so Anthony, released in 2005, he moved to 12205 Imperial Avenue in Cleveland. The house has since been demolished, which you will understand why in just a few minutes. So, the total charges that Anthony had against him, he had 11 counts of aggravated murder, 2 counts of kidnapping, 11 counts of abuse of a corpse, 11 counts of tampering with evidence, three counts of attempted murder, four counts of rape, one count of attempted rape. <clears throat> Plus, there was a unidentified severed head slash skull and a red bucket that was found in the basement of his house, and the top teeth were, it was only from the top teeth up. So, like, the bottom jaw was gone and completely missing. They haven't found it. They don't know who this person is. Mm -hmm. So, needless to say, Anthony was sentenced to death for all this shit. Yeah. And he is due to be executed next year. So hopefully, What's our death penalty? Huh? Is ours lethal injection? Ohio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we pissed out. We <laughs> gotta find a way to bring back old Sparky and public lynch mobs. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Fucking gallows. I'll, I'll work there for free. I'll shine the floors. <laughs> I'll clean the windows. <laughs> like, just bring them in. Anyways. String them up. God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was he sentenced to death uh next year in year twenty twenty. So hopefully he writes me back before he dies. So you wrote him. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote him. I wrote him, uh um fuck, Vincent Doan and my old neighbor who was actually a convicted murderer. But I'm friends with him, so hopefully like he'll write me back. But <clears throat> we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. I'm just gonna That's let that a, one go. Well, it's it's a personal story. I don't know about I don't want to piss that guy off. Well, all I know what you've just said is a uh, convicted murderer that I was that I'm friends with. He's a nice man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he ran off one of my crazy ex boyfriends. Yeah, I'm not going to say he's a bad man because <laughs> like, this is too close. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't say that he is. He is bad. I don't know the guy. <clears throat> you do know him. He was my neighbor for years. I don't know the guy. Okay, well, you do, and you know my ex boyfriend that he ran off with a boat spotlight. And chased up the Look, street. I'd run that guy off too. Yeah. He's a <laughs> a D bag. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so hopefully I get a letter back from some. I just want a murderer to write me back. How hard is that? It's not like you guys are busy. Like, what else are you doing in prison? Just fucking write me back. I'm nice. Like, I'll listen to you. You know, I just yeah. I just want a, a letter back that says fuck a chillicothe. Someone's going to find you, and they're going to send you a letter. Oh, yeah. And it might not be what you want to hear. 
I know. I don't want him to like have my feelings hurt by a murderer. <laughs> That'd be fucked up. He didn't kill me, but he broke my heart. <laughs> right? Okay, so <clears throat> anyway. Uh October 29, 2009, four decomposing bodies were found on the third floor of Anthony Selwell's house. Two more bodies were found in this basement, which remains unidentified, and five bodies were found buried in the backyard. Now, the ones that he had in his house... Are you, I'm assuming you're going to get to I how get, they found oh, the bodies. Oh, I will okay. get to how, absolutely. But i got to paint this picture. Well, okay. I'll, so, I'll hold my questions. There was the basement. There was the first floor. of and The basement's just like awful fucking basement i'm talking like mountains of leaves and like just ugh, weird shit just fucking dirt and bodies a dungeon and kind of like they're you know the 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 fucking red bucket that had the skull on it mm-hmm. like there it's just it's a bad nasty basement the floor above that completely fucking spotless like the living room was beautiful it was done in like <clears throat> what you would think of like early 90s like myrtle beach kind of uh, condo decor, you know, like a lot of gold and silver and like fans and shit, like beautiful. Well, it was, it was kept that way, <clears throat> excuse me, because his stepmom lived with him for years. And before she died, that was her room. It's, that's where she yeah. sat and watched TV. Very Norman Bates, Ed Gein kind of, <clears throat> and he did not touch that room. Like it was left beautiful. However, the kitchen Absolute disaster. Dirt everywhere. There were, like, shoes on top of the microwave. Like, women's shoes on top of the microwave. Like, just shit. Dishes piled up. Like, it was just... It was nasty. So, that was the first floor. Uh, I... Yeah, technically the first floor. The second floor was, like, upstairs where his bedroom and stuff was at. The dining area. Whatever. That's where the bodies were on the yeah and then the third floor the top floor it's a big ass house huge house which makes me wonder he didn't have a job but like this house if someone would have actually lived in it and taken care of it would have been fucking beautiful mm-hmm. i mean it's a big fucking house the third floor he just had bodies just wherever rotting on the ground stuck into the carpet they're just fucking rotting like it's a goddamn mess that's awful <clears throat> yeah so at that time, around 2009, before then, 11 women had went, 11 women that were reported to be missing. A lot of other women that go missing do not get reported as being missing. 11 women went missing in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood in Cleveland, but they were never investigated by police. They were all African-American. They were sex workers, and they had a history of being a crackhead. So... You put all three of those together in, you know, ghetto Cleveland, the cops don't give a fuck about you, pretty they much. They just call them high risk. Not not even that. They didn't even bother. And you wait till I get to, you see where I says, holy fuck right here? You just <laughs> yeah. wait till I fucking get there. So there was a store two doors down from Anthony's house on Imperial Avenue. It was called, it's called Imperial Beverage and it's still there. And it's owned by a guy named Asad Taya. Taya. So these are all quotes from... Asad Taya. He said 85% of the people that were in that area were all crackheads. He would see Anthony come in and out of his store often because he lived two doors yeah. down. Um, he was always well-dressed. He was respectful. He was very kind for two years. Um, he would buy ice creams and pops and smokes and cigars, whatever. And then a little after two years, Anthony started to act kind of strange. <clears throat> 
he became, or he, he, Anthony would go on his store and he would just look kind of like unshaven. His clothes weren't finely pressed. Like he just looked rough. Mm-hmm. And then one day I saw, I actually saw, saw Anthony on the corner of the store on Imperial buying crack. And when Anthony saw Aside, he became really embarrassed. It was almost like he was ashamed to have someone that he knows saw him buy this crack. So he's so, a drug addict. At this point, yeah. So a little background about Anthony, though. He was an ex-Marine. I think he served for, like, 14 years. He got a bunch of medals and recommendations. Like, he was an incredible soldier. Like, he served our country well. Um, so I don't know what the fuck happened <clears throat> to him after that. Wow. Never had any issues with the cops or anything. Um, So a little bit about the crack addiction. The people that I had read about, um, there was one survivor of Anthony. She was also a prostitute that came forward and said that she was so hooked on crack that she actually chose dope over her own children. Like when it came down to like, I have $10, my kids are hungry or I want to get high, she would go get high. And some kids would just... They would have a jar of peanut butter and they would literally, you get a spoonful for breakfast, I get a spoonful for breakfast. You get a spoonful for lunch, I get a spoonful for And they just lived off the tablespoons of peanut butter because that's all they had. <clears throat> so crack is, wow. crack is whack. Um, so yeah, that's, and she also said that like crack was all, crack was all anyone in that area could ever think about. It was just constantly crack, 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 crack. Like everyone would have crack all the time. So I'm kind of going backwards here. Two weeks before Anthony's arrest in 2009, uh, the neighboring business, so it was Anthony's house, and right next to his house was a factory called Ray's Sausage. And then right next to Ray's Sausage was the Imperial Beverage Place. The neighbor business, Ray's Sausage, had a had video footage, and it showed a woman who had fallen out of Anthony Sowell's second-story window. He had, Anthony had brought her to his house with the promise of crack and booze and footage from the, uh, from the camera shows a naked Anthony Sowell searching the side of the business where the, the yard is at <clears throat> through tall grass and bushes looking for the woman who escaped him. Now the woman that escaped him, her name was Sean Morris. She, <laughs> I just kind of remind every time you, when you say that, it just reminds me of a uh, American psycho. The movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, you, have you seen it? A long time ago. Like, well, I one of it. From... One of the girls gets away from him, uh-huh. and he's naked, running all through the apartment complex trying to get her. Oh, okay. But he has a chainsaw. Oh. And she's going down the stairs, and he just drops a chainsaw, and it, it gets her. Oh, of course. But sorry. Go no, ahead. no, you're fine. So the survivor, Sean Morris, when she jumped out of the window, she again, it's it's two stories up. She's butt naked. She she had just been attacked. Um, I'll get to her story in a second, but the video footage, it shows him butt naked, just looking around and you can see this woman behind him hunker down in these bushes. She's fucking knocked out. Like she's kind of out of it, but she's kind of knows like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, it shows him, you don't even know it's Anthony. It shows him picking her up and kind of like calming her down and then just walking away with her. Well, her story, she says... This is Sean talking. She said, I came inside. We went up the stairs. That's when he came behind me, put me in a chokehold, and said that if I screamed, fought, or tried to get away in any way, that he would kill me. So I screamed. That's when he jumped up and started closing all of the windows in the room. I wrote, what the fuck? So you'd have more time with her? Like, why wouldn't you just kill her then when she screamed? You know what I mean? Like, why go through the trouble of shutting all the windows? That's not his... 
It's not uh, his thing. Th- I mean, yeah, it's not his thing. But his thing is choking women with yeah. his, like, military knots. So, anyway. Um, but, Sean says, but I was sitting in front of this one window... And I'm telling that, and I was telling God that if I find myself in this situation, and I do, so please don't let me die when I jump out of that window because I'm about to jump. And at that time, at one two two zero five Imperial Avenue, uh, there was a nine one one call from a man who said he saw a woman fall from the second story window. She was kind of knocked out, but he really wasn't sure what happened. Um, the video then shows Sean completely butt naked, also hiding in the bushes when Anthony walks right past her. Then that's when he is seen searching for her. He finds her, and then they walk away together. Well, <clears throat> the survivor, Sean, she wakes up in the hospital and asks the nurse if she could use the phone to call her husband. And the nurse says, <clears throat> ma'am, your husband rode with you in that ambulance. And, she, and Sean looks up at the nurse, and she said, that's not my husband. It was fucking Anthony. He oh rode with her butt naked in the ambulance. So that's ballsy, right? So guess what? Sean... Did not press charges because of her background history of being a crackhead, a sex worker, whatever. So this happened just two weeks before he was arrested. That's So, Anthony... I mean, it's sad that he could have just... I mean, it could have been caught earlier. Oh, dude. But they're so afraid to turn it in because no one will believe them. And they don't, and no one cares. And that's the fucked up thing. When it's like, no one gives a shit. You know, people are people. Do your fucking job. Yeah. So, Anthony, according to family, he was said to be a mean child. Like, very aggressive, always just kind of very in-your-face, alerted, just fucking mean. Um, Now, the store owner, Assad, said that he would see 12-year-olds out buying crack um, in a... Chowboy pack? I wrote Chowboy. I don't know what that is. In a Chowboy pack to buy for their mom. So literally mothers would send their children out to the corner to buy crack for them because they couldn't get out and do it alone. And when the reporter asked Assad how he felt about Anthony, Assad said, quote, I need to be honest here. I need to speak the absolute truth. We need a million of Anthony Sowell, end quote. And when the reporter asked what he meant, Assad says... He cleaned out the garbage. Uh, the ones he killed were absolute garbage. End quote. Like I said, people are people. Yeah. People make some fucked up mistakes. That is, like on top of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> they they don't deserve a death wish because of some poor choices they made. Yeah. <sighs> oh, you're if you're mad now, you're going to be fucking pissed in about ten minutes. My God. So, this next chapter is called <clears throat> The Smell. So, Assad, <laughs> you know, Assad and his co-workers... Oh, hold on, sorry. So, the reason why I think Assad's kind of just a dick about everything, this is a family-owned business, and his brother owned it years ago. He was working by himself one night. A couple guys came in to rob him, shot him four times in the heart, and killed him. So, clearly, Assad's pissed. Well, he kept the, the business going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he probably does see a lot of just trashy people. But that doesn't mean that they deserve to die to have what is about to happen to them. Right. <clears throat> so Assad said that him and his worker, or that his his one of his co-workers actually complained of a smell in the store dumpster behind Imperial Beverage. And Assad went back there to check it out. He said the smell was horrendous. He he definitely knew that it was a dead body. Multiple bags that were covered, smaller bags that were covered in duct tape. 
that smelled awful. The whole street smelled awful. Um, so instead of opening up the bags or calling the cops to, you know, do something about it, even though he knew that it was a dead body. How he, did he know it was a dead body? He knew the smell. Because it just, Anthony had just killed so many people and just dumped them behind his store. Like, he just let him do it. Like, he assumed that he did it. He just said, fuck it, let him do it. He's taken out the garbage. Mm. So, to get rid of the smell, Assad just poured bleach on it. Um, but the bags never gave up that smell. Like, they just kept smelling even with bleach on it. So, locals actually thought the smell was from Ray Sausage, a small factory between <clears throat> uh, Anthony and the store. So, it's just kind of sad. Ray's Sausage was forced to do hundreds of thousand dollars in renovations to reroute their waste to hope that the smell would just go somewhere else, even though that wasn't where the smell was coming from. You would they think thought the it police, was, like... Cops didn't care. You would think they know it wasn't sausage. Well, they they just assumed it was, like, rotten sausage. So, they're like, here here's a fine. You need to reroute this way of waste. So, they <laughs> did. And guess what? The smell didn't fucking go away. So... <clears throat> I'm going back to how the cops failed again. So multiple survi- multiple survivors of Anthony had tried to get help from local businesses. After attacks, um, a few women <laughs> actually ran naked from the house, and they were shooed away by local businesses, even if they were bleeding. There was one pizza place across the street from Anthony Sowell's house where a woman went in. She was naked. She was bleeding and said, help me. I've just been attacked. And they said, quote, we want nothing to do with this. Get out of here. You're bleeding on our floor. End quote. Okay, so then after that, um, which I thought was super fucked up, the cops were notified eventually from the survivors, but the cops never investigated any of this stuff. <clears throat> and so the woman that survived him that I was just talking about, that, you know, uh, some or no, shit, shit, sorry, I didn't write this one down, but from memory, this woman was choked, beaten, raped. Her neck looked like fucking hamburger. I mean, oh it God. just, <clears throat> this guy... Almost killed the shit out of her. He, she went to the police to report it. The cops said that there was insufficient evidence to charge Anthony Sowell, even though her neck was mangled and she had cuts, bruises, and she had a friction burn from the garrote used to strangle her. If you want to look it up, you can see the pictures. <clears throat> her name was Gladys Wade. So the cops were like, oh, Anthony Sowell, he served 15 years for rape. We're just going to let him go. Like, we're not going to look into that. So that motherfucker like just got out of prison for doing 15 years for the same fucking thing and they let him go. He had killed at least 11 minute, 11 women in the four years before getting sentenced to death. Man, I feel like what could be the case, like when you said the women were going into these local businesses and mm-hmm. they just want to do it. It's almost like that bystander effect that they don't have to get involved because in their head... They don't want. They don't want to be involved because the next person will help her. Someone's going to help her, but yeah. I don't want it to be me. Right. So it. <clears throat> yeah. It it's a. I can that. That's a thing that happens with people. Now that doesn't explain law enforcement. When someone comes in there and you tell them there's not enough evidence and you clearly look like you've been oh, attacked. Oh, dude, she's if you like look that's it up, fucked up. She's fucking mangled. So Gladys, I lost her name. Um, Gladys Wade. If you look her up, she's a fucking mess. So, six of those women were killed after Gladys made this report to the police. See, that's after she reports them. They let them go. Six more women end up being killed. So, 
This one is called the Lala Escape. Anthony took a woman who goes by the name of Lala to his second floor of his house to party, but refused to take her on the third floor because it was dirty. The house was bare, filthy, dirty. She said it, it just fucking stunk to high heaven. It's got dead bodies everywhere. 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 Wait till, wait till I tell you how these bodies were laid out. Like, it's fucked up. So Anthony choked Lala, knocked her out, and punched her so hard in the fist, that's what knocked her out. He made her lay down on her belly so she so he could choke her from the back. He was sitting in front of her in a chair, and when she woke up, there he is just sitting in a chair on top of her. And she's like, what are you doing? He wanted to sit and watch her die. And he wow. literally just pulled up a chair to watch her fucking die. Yeah. So later, he actually apologized to Lala for doing that, and he walked her outside and let her go. So she takes off. Like, she starts walking down the street. She gets to the corner and fucking books it. She reports the assault to the cops, and they take the cops suggested she go to the hospital. So she had to find her own way to the hospital. They take evidence of assault and rape, and it took three fucking weeks for a detective to call her back. Within three weeks, three more women were killed and left inside the house to decompose in the dining room on the floor. The bodies were literally dug up from outside and put back in the house. Why would, it, wow. Why would you do that? Anthony, write me I back. I mean, so the tally is nine more women has died because authorities... So look, he only got charged with 11 up. because they only found 11 corpses in his house. I know, but you, <clears> the <throat> first one you said six women died yeah. after she tried to turn him in, and then three more women. That's nine women that could... Their lives could have been spared. Right. If you would have done your fucking job. Yeah. So... Jesus. Yeah, they, he dug him up and brought him back in the house. Like... What the hell? So, <clears throat> in October, tw- or, or, sorry, October 29, 2009, after the one assault was reported, cops go to the home to arrest Anthony, but he's not there. Multiple body, like, so the, the cops walk in, they say immediately they knew where that smell was coming from. It's coming mm-hmm. from Anthony's house. They found multiple bodies decomposing, dismembered, in boxes and in dirt on the floor. Again, it's like, you know how we have, like, mountains of leaves? Yeah. You know? beautiful leaves, lovely leaves. He would have fucking mounds of dirt that he would just go buy a bag of dirt and then just throw it over your body right inside the house. Inside the house, yeah. So It's kind of like the leaf <clears throat> guy I told yeah. the story about. So Anthony actually ended up hiding out in a blue abandoned home in the neighborhood of Mount Pleasant in Cleveland. He had no food, no water, no lights, no plumbing. He was shitting in the toilet, and then when the toilet filled up, he'd shit in the sink, and when the sink filled up, he would shit in the tub. That's gross. He didn't have any toilet paper. He had no doors. He had no windows. When the tub filled up, he would shit in the corners, the stairs, and in the corners of rooms. That is so disgusting. This yeah. guy is a fucking just... Yeah. He's a plague. Yeah, they were wondering how he was able to shit all of this much. Like, if you don't have any food, someone was obviously bringing him food. Not going to point fingers, but if you have an abundance of food and juices and stuff ready and you're rooting for Anthony Sawell, you're probably going to help this motherfucker get some food. <clears throat> wink, wink. Guy oh, yeah, I talked the, about before. Don't, bev- don't, don't say it because we don't want to get busted for anything, but like, I'm just saying. I ain't saying, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I think that motherfucker helped him. I, but anyway, I'm picking up what you're putting down. The smell was unbearable. Um, one of the survivors said... Uh, the, the smell was unbearable because they would actually, even though he was wanted, he would still get hookers to come in there and fuck with them. And 
the smell of his shit was so unbearable, it was okay as long as you were high. So as long as you were high <laughs> on crack, okay. you could smell. I know, like, none of this is okay. So, God, he's this is like, so gross. I know. Anthony was later found and brought into questioning. <clears throat> the victims that they found in his house had to be identified by the 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 missing family, like the family of those that they were missing. They had to run DNA testing on all these people to see if any of them matched because they were unrecognizable of or course. unidentifiable. Sorry. Was this summertime? Uh, it was again October 29th. <laughs> oh, I mean, but yeah, that? like he killed. Did you just say that? I've said it like three times. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> so the bodies were unrecognizable and the smell was so bad they weren't able to be identified. <clears throat> Again, he was charged with a total of 85 counts of murder, kidnapping, and rape. But they, they could only actually pin 11 of them on him. Uh, the only witness, the only witness that was able to testify to take him to the bodies was 37-year-old Vanessa Gay, and she's a survivor. Now, again, all those other people I mentioned that reported him, they were not allowed to testify against him in court. They were not credible witnesses. This woman... What's so different about her? I don't know. I mean, I... I don't know anything about her, but I she mean... Is, uh, she's African-American. It sounds like he has a type. <clears throat> she is a sex worker and used to be a crack addict. So, the attack on Vanessa Gay. She went with Anthony to party and celebrate his birthday, which was, I guess, sometime in October. This is when, this is the last, or second to last attack. Um, they walked in on the third floor. He actually took her straight up to the third floor. Vanessa said she got a super creeped out feeling, and she smelled something terrible. She had a crack pipe. And then he, this is not funny, I don't know why I was about to laugh, but she had a crack pipe and then he punched her in the face. <laughs> yeah, right? you like, should laugh. Funny, like, I'm like, laughing because of the fact that you were about to laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, she had a crack pipe and he punches her in the face. Said, when she came to, she said that his eyes were completely black. He raped her and beat her for hours and hours and hours. The next morning, she asked to use the bathroom. So he said, okay. Pick a corner. Is this the house? Like, no, like no, no. This was, the- this was before. So the oh, house okay. that he shitting in corners, that happened with, um, oh, what was her name? Gladys Wade, maybe? Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, Lala. Sorry, Lala okay. was the one that got him in trouble. But okay. even her, her statement wasn't allowed to be used in court. This woman had to come forward like, oh, yeah, I also survived this guy. This is, this is what happened. So the next morning she asked to use the bathroom. He said, sure. He walked her to the bathroom. And as she was walking to the bathroom, she noticed the room on the left-hand side. There was a... Something was on the floor. The plastic was pulled up from the floor. And she, at first, was like, what the hell? And it hit her. It was a body with no head on it. Oh, wow. So she sees this, goes into the bathroom, pees. And I've seen pictures of the bathroom. It's disgusting. She pees. Does her business. She's freaking out. He's on the other side of the door waiting for her to come back out. Uh-huh. And she's just seen. And he saw that she saw this body so on the fucked. floor with plastic pulled back, missing a fucking head. <sighs> they never did find the head, by the way. I wonder um, if it's the one that's in the bucket. It's not. Oh. Those were two totally different things. Murders. Um, so she said she had to stay calm and act like she didn't see the headless body. And when she got out of the bathroom, she promised not to tell anyone what had happened. They wouldn't believe her anyway because she's, you know, 
quote unquote. Right. They haven't believed anyone else so far. Not to tell. So he walked her to the door and let her go. You know, that's the fascinating. Hold on, hold on, listen. This was on a Sunday. So she leaves the house. She sees all the people going to church, all the people walking, doing their things. She runs up to multiple people. Not one person helped her. A lot of them actually laughed at her for being dirty and for the way that she looked and smelled. This is someone who had been beaten, raped, strangled multiple times, brought back, saw a decapitated, unidentified, rotten body on the floor. Like, and people are laughing at her. These church-going people are laughing at her instead of helping her. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, what I was going to say... Yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> it's... It's always fascinating to me on the killer's end because I've heard and read so many stories where they've killed 10 people, right. 10 women. Yeah. And then the 11th one, they just let them go. Like, it it fascinates me, like, what is going through their mind where it's like, you have brutalized so many people and no one has survived you, but then, like, this, what, this right. woman can come and say the right thing or just her tone or something, and you're just like... It's all yeah, about putting like, that trust. Like You can go. Yeah. Well, Lala, she was saying that when she told him, or when he was like, you can go, but you ain't gonna tell no one, right? And she said, even though she went through the same thing, she was garroted, she was beaten, she was raped, she was tortured, that she looked at Anthony and was like, oh, I ain't gonna tell, but I ain't coming back here. Like, this is... You, you play too rough. Yeah. Essentially. She made it sound like that they were just playing and he was playing too rough. Well, it's just... And that's what let her go. That's what made him let her go. That's the fascinating <clears> part <throat> of a brain to me. It's clearly shit ain't clicking in I'm his brain. Something. And... If I'm ever going to kill somebody, I'm a lot, they're not getting let go. Well, no, because the first <laughs> thing they say is, I'm not going to tell them. They, they brought in <laughs> yeah. tell. Because, dumb, <clears throat> that's what you fucking do. But in their head, they're like, this is okay. I'm going to let her go. I've even told a few stories where that same outcome happened where... They let them go. They just let this one particular person go. Yeah. And sometimes those people don't go Uh, and report it. I mean, which is, you know, awful. But in a way, you're like, thanks for letting them go. But, okay. So, Vanessa, she ends up calling the police, who actually did not seem interested in the case. So, uh, again, she's released... You know, run down. It's on a Sunday. No one wants to help her. They're all laughing at her. Call the police. Police didn't care. Of course. They wouldn't come to her. So they said, if you want to file a report, come on down to the station. Well, at that time, she was a poor uh, sex worker who was addicted to crack. No one gave a shit. She just couldn't go to the fucking Cleveland Police Department. Like, she probably didn't even have a car. You know? And that's the other crazy thing to me is... The way the cops are acting, it's almost like they're small town cops. This is fucking Cleveland. Cleveland. Like, Cleveland is a huge city huge. with huge crime in it. Uh, because I I live in a small town at one point, and I had to file a police report mm-hmm. because someone stole my credit card and was yeah. just charging all kinds of shit in order oh, yeah. for the bank to give me my money back. I got to have a police report. Yeah. So I go to the police station where you're supposed to go to file a report. I end up having to go meet the cops at a pizza place, and I file my police report at the pizza place. Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit. But that's also small town shit. Mm-hmm. This is unacceptable. Oh, Unacceptable. Just, just wait. <laughs> okay, so after she gets the report and everything, they put two and two together. That's when Lala's story comes in. They go to try to arrest him. They get him. Long story short, it took jurors 15 hours to convict him, and 
he was convicted of 84 out of 85 counts against him. So he actually Good. had one count not... He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, and then he later on pled down to just not guilty. Um, he's appealed his death sentence a million times. They won't. They're not Good. having it. Um, you know, the cops I, fail, again, but at least the court system isn't. <laughs> well, they're also the same system that released him with a low risk of sexually offending again. True, true. So uh, he was sentenced to death, and what's fucking crazy, you can actually see this happen. As he leaves the courtroom after sentencing, he turns and bows to the in courtroom to the entire courtroom, just as Ed Gein did. The same kind of like he turns, kind of bows down, and then walks out, almost like, like he he's done with his fucking performance. He's fucking done. So he could be just trying to look crazy too. Oh, he doesn't. I've I've seen a ton of interviews with him. He doesn't seem crazy. I mean, it, he is though. But like, I just hoping he writes me back because I want to. I want to. I want to meet this guy. So the city of Cleveland demolishes the house in the winter of 2011. The city basically didn't want to see the house anymore, and there was no way that. And to this day, the house has not been rebuilt, and the land is completely empty. Well, yeah. How the fuck do you sell that? You have you can't. to tear oh, it you, down. They, they had to tear it down. Well, for one, people were already going. People like me would have went through it, like taking pictures and like. Oh my God! Here's a sock from Anthony Sawa. Well, I mean, keep could it. you imagine being a realtor trying to sell this house? Like, look at this! Look how the spacious oh, this right here. It was a beautiful here. home. <laughs> but, but by the way, full disclosure: there were rotten corpses right everywhere. There. Like where you're standing house. is yeah. So, um, Anthony Sawell remains on death row right now in Chillicothe Correctional Institution. He is said to be executed in 2020, and now we just have to wait for his letter. But let me tell you how these bodies were, were found. So the ones that were out back were buried, dug up, and reburied. So at some point he had brought them into his home and then taken them back out and put them back in the dirt. Um, the ones, I forget where they were. Uh, we'll just say three. The three bodies that were found in the dining room, uh, or maybe it was second floor. Two bodies were on the floor. One of them didn't have the head. Three of them were in the dining room, like propped up fucking propped up yeah. like you're gonna eat with them and then there were some in the attic and in the basement that like i said were under these like mountains of leaves dirt or whatever like, i mean have you not seen a house of a thousand corpses that, it, that's exactly how it was minus a thousand corpses this is 11 mm -hmm. um but i did take some positive notes on the case <clears throat> so uh because i think it's that's good great to, let's hear some positivity yeah so Lala Billups actually since then, and again, this didn't, this just happened like 14 years ago. Right. You know, or even earlier than that, like not even 10 years ago. Um, Lala Billups actually earned her master's degree in social work at Cleveland State University in 2016. She, her, her kids are getting through school and they are graduating. She has a job. She is sober and she is doing great. Oh, good. Yes. And Vanessa Gay, the one that got out and found the the body missing a head from the bathroom. She's just kind of struggling to sort some shit out right now, but she is working to get better. Well, I mean, pretty <clears throat> traumatizing. Yeah. Um, so the victims that we actually know of, again, there could be up to uh, there. There's an unseen amount of numbers. Like we don't know how many people he's killed. Right. But we do know that he has taken, more than likely he has taken, multiple bodies, cut them up, and put them in the back of Imperial Beverage's dumpster. And he don't seem to really be giving a fuck. Right. So, 
Amanda Hunter, or Amalda Hunter, she was 47. Diane Turner, she was 38 and was a mother of two. Crystal Dozier was 38, a mother of one. LaShonda Long was 25. Michelle Mason was 45. Nancy Cobbs was 43. Janice Webbs was 49. Tashana Caliver was 31. Talisha Forston was 31. Tanya Carmichael was 53. And Kim Smith was 44. And again, some parts have not been identified. That's because I mean, people aren't reporting the people that are going missing in their family because they don't either the cops don't care or the people don't know that they're missing. Right. But I do have to give my sources out here. I this is a case I've been really working on, kind of just keeping an eye on since it happened. I remember the news like Cleveland House of Eleven Corpses. I'm like, fuck yeah! Like what you know what happened? Well. A lot of my sources come from Wikipedia, but if you guys want to see a really fucking awesome documentary on this case, um, it's called Unseen, and it you can find it right now on Amazon Prime. I forget who wrote it and directed it, but they did a fantastic job. You get to meet Lala, you get to meet Vanessa, you get to hear about Gladys, like you get to see the house, they show you some crime scene photos, they show you parts of the house where jurors went through. Um, I have tried to look up Google Photos and like see... If I can find, like, bodies in the house, the only thing you can really find is the head in the bucket. But other than that, everything's, like, blocked out with, like, a black box. Like, they don't, you can't see it. They won't let you see it for whatever reason. uh. But, so that is my story on Anthony Sowell, House of Eleven Corpses, slash the Cleveland Strangler. Someone who actually earned that fucking name. Wow, good job. What do you think? I mean, I knew, I knew... Bits and pieces of this, I didn't. So if this guy writes me back, you want to go meet him? Now that you know all about him? Um, that, you, let's just wait and see if he writes you back. I'll give let's you my say answer I check then. the mail right now and he's like, come on down. I'll give you my answer if he writes you back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, um. I'm probably going to puke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well then like, let's think about it. If we interview him, do you get your picture taken with him afterwards? No, you don't. No selfie with the murderer? You can't. For one, listen. You just can't. You can't even take a phone into prison. You can't. One of those guards has a phone. No, they don't. Like, I'll give you a sweet, sweet five. Crisp five. There's no pictures. <clears throat> you won't even... Uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Do. I'll have to ask my uh, uncle. He's a, a corrections what, officer. What, if you can take a picture with a... Killer? Throw in me. I mean, they have family that take pictures with them. No, they don't. Yeah, they, they do. They do. It's They have a photographer that will come in and let you take pictures. Like, they set up this backdrop and shit. I've seen the backdrop. Yeah, that's like what Hawaii. you can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like palm trees and shit, and then, like, this guy killed fucking half of Cleveland. Yeah. Wow. So that's the only picture being taken, but that's the prison. I'm just saying, like, if you could... If if there was a like let's say they let us in and we are, and we're not behind glass it's like we're at a table like this. Are you gonna be scared? I don't. I never even told you if I want to go or not. I mean, I'm fucking going. But I guess Look, I, I'm we not ain't his mind type. hunter. I'm not. Maybe we are. Just because we don't have badges doesn't mean we're not as qualified as they are. We, I mean, we can make badges for Operation Private Justice. Well, hold on now. That's when you start getting into like that's against the law. I'm not talking. 
It could be a piece of paper. I'm not talking like full legit badge. Like, you want to get a piece of paper badge? This is Operation Private Justice. <laughs> Whip it out really, really quick. But super quick. We're like, they can't wait. You know how your kids make paper cell phones? Mm-hmm. We can make a paper badge. Yeah. So people know that we're serious. <laughs> serious. <laughs> we are so serious about this case. <laughs> right? All right. Well, I hope... Everyone liked that story. It was. Yeah, I hope y'all can deal with the. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. My throat <clears> throat> is really dry. Just. Uh, it's really dry. I'll do my best to cut out as much as I can. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Monday. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, what you can do to help us out, again, like our, our uh, page on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it's on, Twitter. Um, please give us a rating. Ratings really help. Uh, tell your friends to listen to us too. Shoot us a message if you have any. Like, tell your friends. Tell others because others don't know. That's right. Others and might not know others of other others. Others, and then just tell your new friends and your old friends because they're all different because others don't know others. So <laughs> you, you know, just keep going. People they don't know what we're talking about, so it just sounds stupid. I know, but it's that's a whole inside joke. But the point is, tell your friends to listen to us. Like maybe you guys can share. Yeah, share. Little... However, you're listening to us, rate us on there. Yeah, rate it, us. It works wonders. It. It helps us a lot. Yeah, shoot us a message. If you have a case you'd like us to cover, oh, I'll cover it. Um, also, the next two weeks, we are diving deep into the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey. Or is it Jean Benet? Jean. Sure. Jean Benet Ramsey. We're going to have theories, yeah. uh, more facts that uh, put rumors to sleep, Unusual facts I did not know about the case that kind of, there's reasonable doubt here, folks, reasonable doubt. I have, I have two theories and they're both very opposite ends of what really could have happened. But, um, That'll join us next, next week, week yeah. for the uh, murder of Jean Benet Ramsey and send emails, send emails, send dead Academy podcast at Gmail, send gifts and whatever social <clears throat> media you prefer. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. I don't give a shit. We're on all of them now. And happy fall. Enjoy the mountains of leaves outside. Fuck leaves. Fuck a bunch of leaves. Yeah. But no, for real though. Leaves are beautiful. And Thanks for listening. We love note. you. Oh, later. See ya. Bye. Oh, I actually tried to say bye and my voice cut out. Bye.